This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. W-A-B-C. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Tuesday morning to you folks. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. President Biden says Gaza hospitals must be protected. Israeli forces have reached uh, one of the biggest hospitals in Gaza where without electricity or fuel, patients are dying, corpse are decomposing, according to medical staff and health officials. Babies are dying, operating rooms completely out of service. Well, I think we all have compassion, but we cannot have selective memory. Cannot have selective memory. Let's not forget what started all of this October 7th. Israel was attacked. People, innocent people, were slaughtered, just like on the Palestinian side. But Israel was attacked first. And as a result, the rise of the anti-Semitism throughout the country, and especially here in our area. Maybe migrants are starting to get the message, fed up migrants in Chicago. Some are already heading home, declaring the American dream does not exist. With all due respect, folks, good riddance, I think it's fair to say that all of us would welcome you back in America if, You come here the right way, like everybody else. And as we've been talking about since uh, last night's program, some migrant families have the nerve, the nerve that have been assigned to the remote Floyd Bennett Field uh, shelter, if you will, to hop right back on the bus, demanding that they go back to their hotel rooms and some of their more nicer shelters. Some migrant families with children, and uh, they don't want to stay there, right? And, um, okay, you don't want to stay, but I, I, I hope this is officially the city of New York's position, what is being reported. If you don't stay here, you don't have a space anymore in the shelter system. So that's up to you. City Hall confirming some families did not did not want to come or to settle at the shelter while they are acknowledging the city that there are no other placement for migrants if they decline the site. 
And of course, we'll continue to follow up on the FBI probe into the Adams campaign, examining whether the uh, then Democratic nominee for mayor helped fast track the opening of the Turkish consulate uh, in New York. And um, according to reports, uh, published reports, uh, FDNY officials say that the department's fire alarm unit refused to sign off on a request relayed by the then fire commissioner to get the inspections at the building cleared immediately. Instead, the unit demanded that the Turkish consulate go through the full inspection process before receiving a certificate for operating the building. Mayor Adams was, of course, at the time, the Brooklyn Borough President, and uh, he apparently in turn uh, messaged then uh, Fire Commissioner uh, Negro and asked him to look into the matter, though did not directly order the Fire Commissioner to do anything, apparently, as part of the text exchange. And the owner-operator of WABC, John Katsimatidis, appeared on the Fox Business Channel talking Tim Scott out of the presidential race, the migrant crisis, and if people really want green energy and the green energy agenda. We see your phone calls coming in, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Back to Israel, back to Israel, and the anti-Semitic attacks locally. I want you folks to listen to this, detailing just last month how much they have skyrocketed. This is a report that aired on Channel 7 ABC News. One of a suddenly skyrocketing number of biased crimes in New York sparked, it seems, by the war in the Middle East. In October alone, there were 101 bias incidents in New York City, nearly 70 against people perceived to be Jewish, eight against people perceived to be Muslim, and seven against people perceived to be gay. All of those numbers up dramatically over the same month last year. No matter what form of hate it is, it's uh, it's uh, deplorable to uh, engage in hate against any group, including Jews and including Muslims. Again, most of the victims of hate crimes in New York over the last month were Jewish. 101 total crimes, 69 of the victims were Jewish. And that's uh, Jim Dolan, who's a very solid reporter, been around a long time. I've known him a long time. And he was talking to an official from the ADL uh, denouncing the anti-Semitism that is occurring, that is still occurring right here in our backyard. Biden saying the right things about uh, the hospitals in Gaza must be protected, but we cannot have selective memory. Bottom line, let's go ahead and open up the phone lines, uh, and then we'll get to Mayor Adams in just one second. Uh, Mr. Katsimatidis on the Fox Business Channel. A lot to get to, but I want to hear from you folks. Let's begin with Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Well, I, as a Brooklyn resident, am ecstatic that it looks like the Floyd Bennett Field illegal immigrant pop-up tent city will soon be shut down. 
And also, as a Brooklyn taxpayer, I want a tax refund, as should every other Brooklyn taxpayer, for the $20 million uh, that was wasted on that location. Okay, but wait, yeah. wait, wait a minute, Jacqueline. So are you saying not in my backyard? Because they have to go somewhere. Well, actually, I, I was about to also add that um, what they should do, since they don't seem to like those accommodations, let the illegals continue to destroy New York City, where the limousine liberals live, who voted for these demon rats, as I refer to the opposite of the Republican and conservative groups. And as far as who's responsible for that, our illustrious mayor, Mm. Eric Mm. Adams. Mm. Your colleague Greg Kelly refers to him in Elma J. Fudd style um, as Eric, and I choose to refer to him as Eric as well. He's one of the two individuals, he's the second individual, that welcomed and invited with open arms these illegal immigrants to come to New York City. Remember, I think it was at Roosevelt Island, I could be mistaken, but last year there was another pop-up tent city that Eric, the mayor, set up and squandered millions of dollars, and no one ever went there. Because when you offer these illegals a Rolls Royce, a mega mansion, a private jet, and a Rolex, it's no surprise that they don't want to live in a pop-up tent city. Okay, okay, but wait, wait, Jacqueline, I I really like that. And the place where they closed down, uh, because they built it and then uh, took it apart because of the possible rain, even even though they were warned in advance by the borough president, happened to be Orchard Beach. But one more time, I hope you can remember it. If you promised them, you said a Rolls Royce, what what was the rest of it? A Rolls Royce, a mega mansion, a private jet, and a Rolex. And also the first person before Ewick that is to blame for that, of course, is the illustrious Joe Biden, who I now refer to as Pino, president in name only. Mm, interesting. One and two. Hey, how do you think this investigation turns out, Jacqueline, uh, for Mayor Adams? I, he, he's, he's another Teflon politician. I'm you sorry think so? to say. You think I'm so? I'm sorry to say. I'm sorry to say. I really hope he goes down, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. They, they, all, all of these Democrat politicians all seem to be coated with Teflon. Everything just slides right off of them. We saw it happen with uh, Cuomo, with our former wonderful governor of New York. Jacqueline, thank you for the uh, for the call as always, and you have a uh, wonderful morning. Let's go to Gracie in California now. Gracie, I have to tell you that I had to what? respond to two emails today on behalf of you. People concerned. What? They said that they hadn't heard you on this program, and they wanted and lately, and they wanted to make sure you were okay. And I'm like, Gracie oh. was on the air just the other day. She's doing fine. Good morning, Gracie. I'm doing. Thank you. I'm doing wonderful, my fellow listeners. Listen, Judith took the, said everything I was going to say. Teflon, Democrats. And, uh, and she mentioned the, the mayor and the governor. I cannot stand to listen to Cuomo. He was the one that signed, signed no bail. Is that not true? Wasn't he that made it? Uh, uh, the, 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 uh, we're not going to, uh, um, uh, with ICE, we're not going to go along with them. That ICE is bad. Now he's changing his tune. And as far as the women, I think more women complained about him than they did about Trump. But, of course, Trump got the blame. 
See, I'm I'm just disgusted with these Democrats. I want to be, everybody should be painted with the same brush. All right? No excuses. And I'm telling you, when uh, when Cuomo was on this afternoon, I hear it's afternoon, 2 o'clock, but 5 o'clock, I turned him off. I'm not listening to his BS. And on that happy note, <laughs> well, Gracie, no, again, I again uh, no, I, I know you do, Gracie. I, I know you do. But I just want you to know that uh, that several listeners, I, I happen to be um, at Citibank today taking care of some business. And um, and I was res- I'm standing here waiting and I'm responding to emails from listeners as it relates to you. They wanted to make sure you were OK. So that must mean well, you're doing something you. right. Right, Gracie? Oh, Everything is wonderful here with the grandchildren, and God bless America. There you go, Gracie. We all agree with that. Thank you, and you have a uh, a lovely morning. And so, again, Mayor Adams, his situation. So on the heels of winning the city's 2021 Democratic primary for mayor, he apparently asked the commissioner of the FDNY to look into resolving a building safety violations issue that was preventing the Turkish government from opening its brand new consulate in Manhattan. And so now the feds are looking for a, a, a pre quo quo. I almost forgot it there for a second. And you would think I would know it now, like the back of my hand. Um, but, but it's interesting how this is all going to play out. And we know, uh, his campaign fundraiser, her home was uh, raided. Uh, the mayor was confronted. Uh, the, the, his his uh, detail told to stand down by the FBI while they got into the mayor's vehicle and took his um, and and uh, his iPad and cell phones, which were returned days later. But of course, uh, they were uh, uh, swept or whatever the term is to get all the information that happened to be on them. And uh, some of the other stories we're dealing with the migrant situation in Chicago. Some folks, are, some migrants are deciding to go home. Good for them. Good for them. That you just think you're just going to walk into free, free, free forever. And why don't you come take your friends here in New York and they can go back with you. And I mean that with love. I don't mean it to sound harsh. But the reality is the reality. New York City can't keep paying for this con artist game that that is uh, that is going on. And a bit later, we'll listen to what Mr. Katsimatidis had to say. A lot of good things, a lot of good points he made on the Fox Business Channel discussing Senator Tim Scott out of the presidential race, electric vehicles, and the migrant issue. Let's go to Silas, Staten Island. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Okay, yeah, I I do have a suggestion where to go. Cats and Mercedes stove, where they can go. They did the migrants. They should have taken that money and developed Rikers Island, not putting up tents, making the tent uh, erectors rich. They could have taken them to Governor's Island, there are thousands of abandoned and empty buildings that the city owns that they could have gone there instead of lining the pockets of their buddies, you know, who put up tents and then take them down. And then you know, the, the woman was correct. If you offer them 
the world and all kinds of great things that they never had in their country, of course they're going to come. They're not stupid. They think we're stupid. You know what, Silas? Uh, I, I think that... Uh, I think that that you're correct. That not all, but some of these migrants think that we're just downright stupid, and yeah. the, the actions of our leaders, guess what, seem to indicate that perhaps there is a strong case to be made there. We and I got to say, the Democrat Party believes that we can just keep; they can keep kicking us in the teeth, tell us to shut up, and continue doing what they're doing. That's why we have to send the message at the next voting round, that we will not put up with it anymore. Change is going to come, and it's going to come now. We're done with the Democrat Party well, until the, they the, learn how to treat us. The change the change is a wonderful thing. Thank you for the telephone call, Silas Staten Island. Let's go to Peter, Garden City. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'd like to suggest to pay for the illegal immigrants. We confiscate their spare kidney and one half their liver and sell that market. Okay, that that Take Peter it. Peter that, that that's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. But 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 well, I mean I but, but but I hear you. Constitutional amendment. Mm, mm, okay, thank you yeah. for thank you for that call, Peter. Let's go to uh, Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, hi, Dominic. You know what I? You know what I'm, I'm starting to realize that this whole thing, this whole uh, investigation of, of May Adams, is all a staged prank. They're, all they're doing is they're blowing smoke up his ass. That there's nothing to it. Do you really think the federal government gives a flying, uh, uh, you know what, about Turkey? Give me a break. It's not about it's not about it's not about Turkey. It's about (laughs) if you can get a big fish, big fish politician, politician that you can put on your mantle as a prosecutor. That's what it's about. Turkey is is a Turkey is just a sexy element to the story. It's almost irrelevant. No, I don't think they want want him as the big fish. They got their big fishes. But the only big fish they want is Donald Trump. What they're trying to do is they're trying to make it seem like they're being they're playing fair. Like, look, the Justice Department's going after Eric Adams. How could Trump claim that they're just weapon? That's all they're doing. They, the election's coming up. They don't want the Republicans to be able to say the but 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 if but if but if but if that's what they were doing, there are more simpler ways to smack Mayor Adams on the hand. They have completely embarrassed him where this is now a national story. And whether it's true or not, he has become the face of corruption in government. So it's not, Larry, it's not just a little slap on the hand. They, they are embarrassing him. Don't you think that's a little... Pr- do you think that's a little premature? He hasn't been found. Uh, no, no. In, been, in, the world, in the world, in the world. Okay, I, I suggest you look at the early morning shows, the national shows, and see how they're dealing with this. Uh, they're covering it as a well, major I don't story. Watch TV. Right. Yeah. Well, well, well. Perhaps you should, Larry. They're, they're covering it as a lead story. And when you're the mayor of New York, okay. and and you started out as the Biden of Brooklyn, and you're and you think that you're headed for a national campaign, this is a major. Slap in the face. 
I'd be very surprised to see if this goes anywhere, Dominic, except into the ground. Okay, let's see. I don't even think he'll be indicted. I, I mark my words. He will not. They gave the phones back to him. They probably said, "Okay, but, Sorry, I, but Eric, I, Larry, but, I don't understand why people keep like that means something that they gave him the phone. They copied everything on the phones and the iPads. What, what do they need them yeah, for? I understand that, but the fact that they were so cordial to give it back. How often do you get things back from law enforcement once they seize it? It, it doesn't happen that often, really. They were well, very cordial about giving it back to him. Well, it, it, to, in, in every in every in every high profile case uh, that I can recall, they they return it. They return it. Larry, thank you for the right, call. I could, I could be wrong. We'll, we'll, right. we'll see. We'll see. Thank you for the call, folks. I I do want to uh, for a moment. We're going to go back to your telephone calls, but I mentioned the issue of Israel and uh, the anti anti semitism that is happening here. One of the presidential candidates, uh, Chris Christie, just recently visited Israel. Thank you for coming here. It is a huge deal. It is a huge deal. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good luck. I'm happy to be here. And so uh, perhaps that'll give Christie uh, a a bit of uh, energy in terms of his campaign. I'm going to go back to your phone calls in just one second, but I want to make this point about our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, who appeared on the Fox uh, Business Channel, making uh, uh, quite a few interesting points. One, I want you to, he talked about uh, uh, Senator Tim Scott getting out of the uh, presidential race, uh, the electric vehicles and this green energy, and also migrants. I want you to listen first to what he had to say about the withdrawal of South Carolina Senator Tim Scott from the GOP presidential race. Tim Scott was in my office about uh, two weeks ago. He's a very, very decent individual, very, very decent individual. And the Republicans, and I think I might have even said to him that I think he's very well qualified for the number two spot. Maybe it's not his time to run for president, but the number two spot uh, qualifications on a scale of one to 10, a 10. Particularly if there's a one-term Republican president, which would, if, if it's Donald Trump, let's face it, he's, he's the top runner for the Republicans. Uh, Tim Scott could be running in 28. Very, very qualified. If he ran for vice president and, and, and the ticket won, he would be number one spot for 2028. But politics is, whether we want to admit it or not, is also very much about personality. And that's the one lacking point and issue as it relates to uh, Tim Scott. Again, this was an appearance on the uh, Fox Business Channel for Mr. Katsimatidis, and he discussed this green energy idea and electric vehicles, which we all know should go nowhere. Of course, what would happen is be enormously expensive, not only for for businesses, uh, but also for consumers who are, are stretched thin as it is. Do you think this is going to go anywhere, her electrification? Program? It is the stupidest pro- uh, proposition I've ever heard. The real estate industry is in deep crap right now. It's in deep, deep crap because of the interest rates. And the interest rates are, have soared. Uh, they put the real estate industry in, in, in a problem. The banks are scared for their own existence. Uh, and I was interested this morning when I just said to you, UBS has announced that they think that interest rates may drop by 275 basis points in 2024. Now, do you want to change uh, to gas from, to electric? It's crazy. 
but do it over a long-term period of time, 20 years, 30 years. The same thing with wind energy. And, of course, it's Governor Hochul of New York that's been floating that idea. Finally, on the issue of migrants and the cost, while I was watching this interview, I couldn't believe the number that was tossed out as it relates to the cost of the migrant issue. Let me tell you the number that came out this morning. You might not have seen it yet. It's cost the American people overall a half a trillion dollars already. A half a trillion dollars that we don't have. That's adding up all the costs. And then you have to pay interest on the half a trillion you're borrowing. Wow. I mean, this is out of control. The border crisis is a crisis. I believe in immigration. And I've said that all along uh, in my interview with Bill Clinton. He believes in immigration. And, you know, I married an immigrant who came here for this, uh, and this, me too. this reason. So the point is, I'm an is immigrant. We're all for, but people who come here for work, not for getting just chaos like from Ellis government. Island. Remember Ellis Island? You, you check people in, you check them for d- diseases, you check them for uh, criminal skills. background. And uh, uh, Ellis Island, if you need a 10,000 carpenters, you say, come on in, 10,000 carpenters. If you need 10,000 computer programmers, come on in. But don't take any terrorists. Don't take any uh, drug dealers. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. Immigration, yes. But checks and balances, even more important. John Katsimatidis on the Fox Business Channel. We are discussing a number of issues right now. Dominic Carter here with you. We're taking your calls. Let's go right back to the telephones. Corey in Rockland County. Good morning, Corey. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Um, So I had a little theory I was uh, wanting to run past you. I was thinking that maybe uh, there was uh, wind caught that Mayor Adams was looking to make a strong run um, for president against Biden. Um, and that's why uh, this brought up this. Uh, no, uh, no, I don't no, think so. No. no, I know so. Uh, it would be it would be career suicide uh, in this in modern day politics on the Democratic well, side, at least. He was trying to, to challenge it, is what I'm saying. To challenge. Somebody. No, 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 no. What, what they what they yeah. were all waiting for, all the Democrats is for almost like sharks in the water, in the water, and they smell blood. <laughs> they were waiting for Biden to say he's not going to run. Then it's fair game for anybody and everybody. But no, Adams was not. Uh, he was not going to challenge uh, uh, Biden in a uh, in a primary. That so, would be co- career suicide. So, so, do you think that this was just someone in the? So obviously, they're saying how the FBI is is kind of like the run of a Democrat. Uh, uh, party, do you think that maybe this is just somebody who brought something to them that was more on the conservative side there, uh, and and they just couldn't ignore it, or they were just looking for that head on the wall, like you were saying before? I think that if I'm being frank and honest with you, knowing how politics work, sure. I think that Mayor Adams stepped on the wrong toes. Now, who those toes yeah. happen to be of? I don't know if they're Bidens. I don't know who they are. But the White House, they were not pleased with what Adams was doing on the migrant issue. And they disinvited him in terms of being on the team to be a national spokesman for President Biden. So I think I think. But, Corey, thank you for the call. I think that uh, I think that uh, uh, Mayor Mayor Adams uh, unfortunately stepped on the wrong toes. 
And you don't you don't raid the mayor of New York City without it going through through the top channels of the Justice Department. And somebody gave a nod and said he's got to be put in his place. And I think that's what actually happened. Alex in Brooklyn. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, good morning, Dominic. Thanks for taking the call. Um, I actually think that all these Democrats that are waiting to get into the race aren't going to wait for Joe Biden to drop out because all you need to do is just get in and you'll beat him. No, no, uh, no, no, right? no. That's not Gavin the way. Newsom that's not the way. That's, why, why do you think Gavin Newsom is not in the race? That's I'll not the. That's why, not because there that's are not the, the way it works. Be, that's not the way it yeah, works. What, Go you ahead. Have the handler standing, but Joe behind Joe Biden and no, Gavin Newsom. No. He better not get in, or no. the media's going to come out against no. him. Okay, so then how come how come how come any other major Democrat is not in the race? Because they're all afraid. Because no, the they, yeah, and rightfully so. And rightfully, right? It, go, it goes I mean, against. If, if Gavin Newsom could, do you it, agree with me? Gavin Newsom could beat Joe Biden in a, abs- in a second. No. No, I think Gavin Newsom. I think Gavin. I think Gavin. I think Gavin Newsom is a clown, and he needs to go somewhere and sit down. That's okay, what I do honestly think. You think Cory Booker? You have so many. Cory Booker is not presidential him. material. He thinks more he than is, Joe Biden. But he's is. Not. You got seventy percent of Democrats that are saying they don't want Joe to be the nominee. Okay, you just need any right, typical but, Democrat no, to get no, in, right? But, but it doesn't work that way. There's a pecking Why order. Why not? I, okay, I understand I, it doesn't work that Alex, way. I'm trying to, handlers... Alex, if you were in okay, politics, if, well, I'm, I'm going to let you have your say. Yep. If you were in politics, you would understand what I'm saying in terms of you, if you were a candidate. There are certain no-nos in politics that you don't do or it is considered touching the third rail of politics. In this mm-hmm. modern day and age, you do not challenge an incumbent president of your own party. It Even is a no-no. He has 70% of it does not matter. It okay. does not matter. I, I don't <laughs> understand. I, I don't. Okay. But you see what's going on, right? Is anybody out there challenging him? I understand. And I thought that's because the handlers are saying you better not get in or the media is going to besmirge you because but they everybody has their own. You, you could find a handler to tell They're you not anything to Joe Biden. Right. Is anybody? Nobody's scared of Joe. Yeah, Biden. It, it, it's not. It's not. It's him. not one set of handlers. Everybody could find their own handlers. That's not what the issue is. The issue is it's career suicide. Look at what's happening to Eric Adams right now. Look at what's happening to him mm-hmm. right now. He doesn't know what hit him. Yeah, he definitely stepped on the wrong toes. I mean, you know, I don't think he would was going to get in now. Um, you know, no, no, he was he, Adams was with a never. Crisis, he was. At, why do you think point. he called himself the Biden of Brooklyn? He was never going to enter the race. He was hoping yeah. that maybe the stars align. Maybe Kamala Harris doesn't run. That mm-hmm. maybe Biden turns to another black out of New York. A million to one mm-hmm. shot. He could be the one uh, mayor that made it out of New York to the national stage in recent memory. Alex, I got to take a break. Thank you for the wonderful call. Folks, when we come back, we're going to go to Long Island, uh, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Manhattan. More of your telephone calls when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. 
Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Radio 77 WABC. And we are back with a lot on our plate this morning. And we're taking your telephone calls. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. Will, Long Island. Good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Two quick things. Uh, because it just brought, you just brought it to my mind. I agree with you 100%. The challenge in the incumbent is political suicide. However, I do see that can be an opportunity for two people, okay? People that are at the end of their political career, that, uh, that it doesn't matter if their political career is, is over at this point because they don't have one after this. And that could be Joe Manchin or actually Hillary Clinton. If Hillary Clinton ever wanted to be president, now would be the time for her to step in. Okay, and, but, but and, wait, and Will, I, but there's one problem I, with that. One problem with sure. that. For for yeah. the officials that are at the end of their career, you, there's one uh-huh. thing you left out of your equation. Legacy. That's Legacy. exactly the word I was going to use. Yeah. So yeah. if and Hillary you know, if Hillary runs, she's ruined in right. the Democratic Party. So that's but not going to happen. Thing, but here's the thing. Hillary will be, she can't run after this because she'll be like 80. Secondly, her legacy, what is it really at the end of the day? She rode the coattails of, a, of a, just a horrible individual that uh, was a decent president, but as a despicable man, okay? She became a uh, secretary of state, and then she's a presidential loser twice. So if she's going to take a shot, this is the shot right here. And I think Democrats would welcome her with open arms. And to be honest with you, even as a conservative, uh, when, she, when she didn't run last, time i was a little bit upset because number one i would have liked to seen trump and hillary 2.0 number one and number two god forbid we lost that pack of clowns that was running for the democrats i was like you know what as despicable as she is she'd be a better president than any of these idiots. okay so and so, then the next- so wait will okay. will will wait wait hold uh-huh. on a second here so uh-huh. okay so so let's talk racial politics for a second so you have a um incumbent vice president who may not be too qualified, but Kamala Harris is standing by and you think she's going to get out the way and go, Oh, Hillary, you can take my place in history and you go right ahead. And I may not ever get this shot again, but Hillary, you go ahead and go for it. You you think that's going to happen? Here's why I think it wouldn't matter if it happened because uh, it nobody always wants matters. Kamala Harris. It, As a matter of right, fact, right? But see, well, I, I want think, you to do me a favor, Will. So the, uh-huh. the, the, this is what I want you to do. At all uh-huh. at all of the calls this morning, you're talking from your perspective. Put yourself gotcha. in the shoes of the politician. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you my answer to that because I have, I have thought about this. As a matter of fact, I've thought about her so much, Kamala with, with Harris. Kamala Harris. Okay. 
Right. Whoever picked Kamala Harris as Biden's running mate is an absolute diabolical political genius. First, they virtue signaled by saying, Joe, go out there and say you're going to pick a woman of color. Rally up your base a little bit and let everybody know that that's your main priority. Then second, pick Kamala Harris because there's absolutely no way you will get impeached. They will put you on life support to keep you alive because nobody in either party wants that woman to be the president of the United States. But that's not why he picked her. That's not why he picked her. He picked her because he needed. Do you think? Okay, Will, would you appoint Uh somebody to a job that embarrassed you publicly at a debate? Why? And basically called called you a racist. Would you appoint somebody like that? No, you wouldn't. The politics make for strange bedfellows. I wouldn't have done a lot of things. Biden did. Biden's an absolute imbecile. Okay, but listen, but it worked for him. You see... See, this is why sometimes I ask people, how do you define winning and so on? You can say whatever you want about Biden, right? He won. He energized. Wait, wait. You think that his pick for vice president had anything to do with him becoming the president? It never does. Absolutely. 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 Listen, not only, not only, not only, not only did Biden go black, he turned around and said, Listen, that that's my VP pick. This black woman, we're gonna make history together, and that's not all. I'm going as soon as I have a Supreme Court nomination, I am going to appoint a black woman. He went black all the way, all the way, and and it it works. Which I also, not to step off the topic, though, for a second, but I also agree, like, Katsimatidis is correct. First off, I love Tim Scott, but that would be a great pick for VP because now we can let the Democrats not only show how anti-Semitic they truly are, we can let the KKK come back out of them and let them show what type of racist they really are, all the slandering they'll use. It would be Trump playing the race card as well, which would be smart. Well, it would also, but he's also much more qualified than Kamala Harris and much more intelligent. I know you I, I, well, well I, I've heard him speak, but but I think their qualifications were about match. She had listen. She may not thank you for the call, Will. She may not have done a great job as vice president. Okay, take the word may out. I'm being nice, but 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 she was she was uh, the state attorney general. She was a senator for one one term, and you know it just didn't work out. You know we we all thought and hoped that maybe she had the qualifications. Uh, for the job, it just didn't work out. But but by all means, Biden went black, and 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 it worked. It worked. Why do you think he went on an urban radio station and said, "If you don't vote for me, then you're not really black"? It was energizing the black vote, the turnout, the actual turnout. Let's go to uh, let's go to Kevin in Manhattan. Good morning, Kevin. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Hey, Dominic, I'm enjoying the show tonight. <laughs> and and the funny thing is, well, the sad thing is in South Chicago, where the blacks voted 93% for Biden, now they're holding Trump signs and those wild And they should. And they, and they yeah. should hold Trump yeah. signs because it's, enough it's is hard, enough. Yeah. Enough yeah. is enough. And, and I just wanted to say what surprises me and what's heartbreaking about this with uh, Adams and Jumani Williams supporting the migrants as much as we see that is that um, John Henry Clark, you know, Malcolm X's friend and mentor, always said uh, uh, the black community has no friends. Not the people have friends, but the community has no friends. 
and he always used to drive that point home. And and the last thing I want to say is we saw that with the Los Angeles City Council when they said three things on that recording. They referred to blacks as monkeys, the president of the city council and everybody there. They joked, they laughed at any group that's with the blacks, quote unquote, and they said they were going to use zoning against blacks. The guy in charge of zoning was sitting there. They refused to resign, except for Nuri Nuri Martinez. The others refused to resign. Why? You mentioned pecking order. They know they've already replaced blacks in the pecking order. Why should they resign? That's what John Hendrick Clark was absolutely right when he made that point. And and it's so sad to see this happening from from Adams. Don't they know what John Hendrick Clark said? Don't they read Malcolm X? Don't they? I mean, he says black, black, black when he's given gal, girl pals jobs. But doesn't he act? Most of our homeless are black and we're paying for the dry cleaning of illegals. You know, I mean, come on. I mean, what's going on here? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a far right conservative and I am upset by that. How could these black men do that? I I hear you. But at the same time, you know, we can't tell. Thank you for the call, Kevin. We can't tell people individually who they should vote for. I have a problem with that. Everybody is entitled to reach their own conclusion. Before I take a break for the Chronicles for Dominic Carter, let's go to Robert in Massachusetts, I believe. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind? Yeah, this is Roger, Massachusetts. You You said Roger? It says here, Robert. Yeah, Massachusetts. Okay, all right, go ahead. Okay, you said we should remember October 7th, rightly so. That's correct. We should also remember who's been running Gaza for the last 15 years or so. Everybody knows the answer to that. Real real, infrastructure. Were those tunnels built for uh, mass transit? No. Uh, There were hospitals underneath them? Who has a history of using civilians as human shields? So when people in Washington are so worried about, oh, is Israel following the, the rules of engagement in this, in this conflict? You know, it's a little, uh, it's obviously uh, ridiculous. Agreed. It, it, you know what I mean? It's another they hope on our short memory for crying out loud. They spent all the money on tunnels, the people are starving, and they spent all these monies on, on military a type of exercises with the tunnels and, and taking hostages, babies, cooking them in ovens. Okay, let's let's keep our memories straight, people. Our memories clear. Right. Thank you. Thank you. And and you're right, Roger. Thank you. And I apologize for the um, the little mistake here. Uh, it said Robert, but I apologize for that. Thank you for the call, Roger. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter coming up at 1 a.m. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. The poor babies. I say that with sarcasm, referring to the migrants in Brooklyn, Floyd Bennett Field, the migrants in Chicago. Some of the migrants in Chicago have said they've had enough. They're going back home. Bye-bye. One man told the Chicago Tribune, 39 years old, that he had had enough after he, his wife, and his teenage stepdaughter, think about that for a second, himself, the wife, and a daughter, and we, the taxpayer, paying for it all, spent five months sleeping either in a police precinct or a crowded city shelter 
in the now brutally cold, windy city. Here's what I like about what they did in Chicago. Put them in a police station. The last place you put them is in a hotel in Midtown. You don't give them the amenities that American citizens get. You have to. And and by the way, American homeless people don't get those amenities. Veterans don't get those amenities. You've got to have a deterrent in this process to make them say, no, I'm going home. I, I can't take this. And so this man says that he's been unable to secure a job permit or enroll his daughter in a local school. Two of the main reasons, the main things they thought would bring a better life in the U.S. He says the American dream doesn't exist anymore. No, it it exists, sir, but you have to come here legally. Big difference. He says there's nothing here for us. We just want to go home. Well, We'll see you when you uh, come back the right way the next time. It may sound cruel, but that should have been the attitude of Mayor Adams from day one. I swear to you, folks, if I were in politics and I happened to be the mayor, I would have been the lead one standing there turning those buses around. Uh-uh-uh-uh. No, 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 no. You can't get off here. Oh, I have to go to, I have to, go to the uh, restroom. No, no, no. Go to the restroom on the bus. You can't get off here. You, you 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 don't have to you, you got to get out of here. You got to leave the city of New York. That should have been the attitude. Mike in Brooklyn. Good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. It still could be the attitude if the mayor or anybody in the uh, uh, city hall there had any baganzas. Uh, no, it's too late. You know. It's too late for him now, Mike, to, to, no, to turn around now. You can still turn him around now. No, we, but, we, but, they're, they're complaining they have no room. But, but if, he's, if he's placated to them thus this far, uh, playing to the legal aid society and that crowd, it makes no sense to turn around now. It, it, it just doesn't. But I'm talking pure politics at this point. But go ahead. Yeah, okay. But the earlier today, the one of the migrants that was uh, over at the Flood Bennett Field, he turned around and said, oh, he don't want to stay there because it's too far away from his job. He has a job in the Bronx. And this and, guy don't, you know, I thought they didn't, they weren't allowed to legally work. Right. Well, you, you know, they, he probably has a uh, job off the books or something. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with him working off the books, but um, you have people that have to commute from Poughkeepsie to New York City from far parts of New Jersey every day into Midtown. So cry me a river because he has to go from Floyd Bennett Field to his job in the Bronx. So what? I mean, every, everybody, exactly. else, you know, I, I they screwed up. The other ones, the other ones that don't want to stay there, they should be put on the bus and sent to D.C. And to, with, a, with a note, here, give this to the marshmallow in charge of the White House there and say that you refuse to, to you know, uh, go with our laws and rules regulations, and uh, now it's up to you, uh, you know, take care of them. Right. No, no, thank you for the call, Mike. Notice, folks, when they went to affluent uh, Martha's Vineyard, where there are plenty of people of color with money, I mean major money, and and whites with money, Martha's Vineyard, notice that lasted for, I think, 24 hours. Poof. They were here. Oh, we care so much about you. Here's the bus and a ticket. We'll see you the next time. Bye-bye. Didn't hear anything else about it.
John in New Jersey, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Um, you were talking about electric cars, and I just don't understand the push for them because it's common sense. You need electricity to charge them, and to get electricity, you have to burn coal. And we have coal in this country, which we don't use because we export it, and then we import coal from other people, and it it doesn't help the environment. I, I just don't understand. Like, you can make a, a battery out of water, you know, out of H2O, like a hydrogen battery. It, it's easy. It's simple. They know how to do it. Why aren't we using it? It's free, unlimited energy. Well, we the people are being force-fed uh, these electric vehicles, and and uh, and it's going to be a mess, John. Thank you. Thank you for the call, John. Let's go to uh, Jerry in Edison, New Jersey. Good morning, Jerry. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I think I'll change it a bit, and if you want to hear my other point, uh, so be it. Uh, but I want to talk about that electric vehicle thing. Uh, do you remember when cell phones first came out? Uh, in mass, uh, we were all afraid of keeping it near our head, so we started to use speaker phones and sort of things of that nature, and then everybody felt better about the electromagnetic field and the radiation that is given off by these lithium batteries. Now, here's the point. Nobody's studying this. There's a few studies on it. It's not, it doesn't look that good. Uh, 3,500 to 5,000 batteries are turned on under your butt when you drive these cars. So I don't know about you, but I don't like the idea of having my little children in the back seat of a car and a few feet below them, a large portion of that battery with all those phones turned on for all the hours they're sitting in that car over the years. Where's the studies for all these things? Where are they? That's a, that's a good point, Jerry. One, one of about a thousand we could come up with together exactly. of why, of why this process should slow down. I mean, I know the Biden administration is big on it, but uh, I just don't see the, uh, the plus side for we, the people, do you? No, there's no plus side at all. In fact, the real crazy thing is on these batteries, not only are they extremely expensive and energy inefficient, they're permanently that way. The actual physics will never allow them to get the energy out that they need. It's simply impossible. Uh, and also, they degrade in cold weather, like half the states in the United States during the winter months cannot use these batteries. They'll lose 40 to 60% of their total charge, not even from using them. That's how inefficient and impractical they are. Plus, get one crack in a car like this, and it's like ten to twenty thousand dollars from a parking lot bump, because that's how they're made, and it's horrible. The insurance companies are totaling these cars left and right, and the reason they're doing that is because it costs so much money to fix these things that it's ridiculous, even in small accidents. These are inefficient. This is a boondoggle that we've never seen before, and it drove inflation between Biden killing our energy, finance energy, and other things that he did with energy. He also threw that big green stupid deal in, and that is the cause of about 80, 90% of our inflation because fuel is inflation. We've seen that in 1973, we saw it in 1979. It fuels everything from the machines that have to make the goods to everything that has to be trucked. So he gave us this inflation, which is about 30% if you use the proper okay. metrics to measure. So, so Jerry, do, do me a favor and stay with me live for a second. I want to go to Iowa 
and say good morning to uh, Stephen. Stephen wants to talk about the same issue, electric cars. What's your take on it, Stephen? And Jerry in Edison, New Jersey, is listening to you live to respond. Uh, Jerry, uh, yeah, on the electric cars, back in the 1920s, there was three cars made out, and there was an electric car, an uh, all-water hydroelectric car, or a water-powered car, steam engine car, and a gas-powered car. And the, the one that failed the, the most was the gas-powered car. It only made it because the electric start engine. Okay, so, what, so what's after, your point, Stephen? I'm trying to understand what's your position on these vehicles. Oh, the, uh, um, he was sitting there talking about... Wait, wait, Stephen, did you go away from your phone? Because you sound muffled or, or, or faint. I, I, I need you to keep... Phone. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, so go, go <laughs> ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But uh, it's all about capitalism, and it's all about the money you can make on it. There's okay, no but, money hey, Stephen, but you still didn't tell me your position on electric vehicles. I'm trying to find out what your position oh, is. I think they're crap because they're really good okay. at first. So, so you and Jerry, miles, so you and Jerry, you and Jerry agree with each other? Yes, I totally agree. I think a, a water power car would be the best way to go. The hydro power, but no one will do it because there's no money to be made in it, and they can't moderate, you know. If you could sell your car from tap water from your sleep, would you go to the gas station and buy snack cakes? Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> impulse buys? Well, okay. Well, yeah. Stephen and Iowa, what part of the state are you calling from, Stephen? I'm the most southern south part. Wait, yeah, so Stephen, it, it, sounds like you're, it sounds like you're in Alaska. I can't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got coffee. I'll let you go, though. But, yeah, I totally agree. Okay, all right, Stephen, I, 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 I can't understand you. I, I'm sorry. Jerry, I, I appreciate you uh, calling as well. Thank you, Jerry, in Edison, New Jersey. Folks, I started this way. I want to end this way. I talked about the anti-Semitism occurring here, right here. I want you folks to listen to a little bit of this. I'm, I'm going to have to interrupt it because we're running out of time. I want you to listen to this report on CNN about the anti-Semitism right here in our backyard. In New York City, an ugly confrontation over the removal of a poster of one of the hostages kidnapped from Israel. You're so proud of it. Show your face. Show your you face. You are not allowed to post yes. After a few moments, the people walked away from the scene. Good luck. Shame on you. That's Broadway producer James Simon using scissors to take down a poster showing one of the more than 200 hostages. And that uh, I'll have more on this tomorrow. That's uh, CNN about all of the bad things that are occurring here. We only have a few seconds left. Frank Marano, what do you have? Larry Elder joining me in a half hour, fresh off his presidential campaign. We'll talk to him and uh, we'll delve into this anti-Semitic uptick in violence around the country. Well, there you go. Frank Marano, the other side of midnight coming up right after news headlines.